uh, I'm excited about this evening. Um, have you ever done something that was really awkward? I'm assuming yes, yes. Everyone looked at me like, do you even need to ask that question? I remember speaking of youth memories, um, we used to have to do, we, we used to do the youth bus run, which was really interesting. You know, at the start of the night, it was great. You pick everyone up. The end of the night, you're driving home like 12 sweaty teenagers and the bus used to just, it, it was not a great smell. Um, it was a great atmosphere. It's not a great smell. And I remember one time we were dropping this girl home and I missed, I was driving the bus and not, I don't know why, but I was allowed to do that. But anyway, uh, I'd actually missed her driveway and it was on like Hill Street and, and I was like, oh, I've missed the driveway. I don't want to have to try to do a U-turn in the bus. So I did a little mirror check as you do and I thought I'm just going to back up and threw it in reverse and off we go backwards straight into this car that was sitting behind us just in the middle of the street. And, you know, if you've ever been in a, a little ding like that, it's awkward at the best of times, right? It's awkward. Try doing it with 10 teenagers on the bus, okay? It was, it was awful. They're laughing. They're, oh, what did you do? I'm like, shut up. I'm, listen to me. I just tried to pull rank. It didn't work. And luckily, it was a very lovely gentleman. I didn't really break his car too much. Uh, just kind of cracked his, his Volkswagen logo on the front of his car. Luckily, it wasn't a Ferrari or anything. Um, but it was interesting, you know, because I think everyone else on the bus knew that the car was there. It, it was just me in my own world thinking that I'd checked my mirrors properly and then finding something that I didn't know was there. And I think life can be a little bit like this sometimes, right? We can, we can see things but not really see things, if that makes sense. We can, we can sometimes look but not see and maybe not see the answer that we're looking for, maybe not see the potential in something. Um, and, and, you know, if, we, if we're honest, we're all looking for something in life, right? Whether that's fulfillment, whether that's purpose, whether, whether that's a, a life partner. Shout out single people, where you're at this evening. Yeah, be proud of it. Be proud of it. It's good. Um, uh, you know, everyone, everyone's looking for something in life. And I, I guess what I want to speak about tonight is, is just taking another look. I've called the message, Take Another Look. Because sometimes things can be easy to miss. They can be hard to see. And I guess what I want to look at is, is the heart of God to bring vision to people who've lost their vision. And what we're going to do is we're going to look in Mark 8. And this is a very practical, physical example of this. Okay, so let's just look at this story. And it says, They came to Bethesda, and some people bought a blind, uh, bought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. And he, looked, he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village, where he, where, he, where he had spit on the man's eyes. When he had, sorry, when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? Now, I just love just by the way that it's like when he had spit on his eyes, like obviously Jesus spat on his eyes. Um, this is, all right, this is a weird kind of story to start, okay? Right? We agree? Cool, okay. Sometimes I think we can read things in the Bible and be like, oh, yes, of course, Jesus spat in his eyes. It's like strange, Jesus. Um, he says, do, do you see anything? And it says the blind man looked up and he said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Now, Jesus has obviously gone, that's not right. <laughs> People don't look like trees walking around. You haven't quite got this yet. And so, so once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. 
Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Amazing miracle, right? And and I love that it's a bit of a process as well. It wasn't just like, bam, it's all good. It kind of went on this process of, yes, I see people. I can kind of picture him saying it very confidently. They look like trees walking around. And Jesus is like, no, they they don't. Let's try try again. Let's pray again. Let's go round two. Uh, And obviously what we're talking about here is a physical healing. But I really believe that everything Jesus did was intentional in revealing what the heart of God is. So what we see in this story is not only a blind man receiving his sight, what we see is a picture of a God who actually wants to help us see afresh. He wants us to see new things. He, he wants us to, I guess, have the blindness removed from our lives so that we can see clearly how He sees. I don't know if you've ever felt a little bit blind in life, maybe stumbling through, where am I going? What should I do? I really believe that God actually wants to bring you vision. And I think what this is really is it's a picture of what following Jesus is like. It's a picture of, you know, that the transformation from darkness to light, from blind to seeing. It's a picture of what happens as we go on a journey of following Jesus. And I love hearing the boys' stories this evening where it was like life looked a bit hopeless and then all of the sudden it was like I could see fresh, I had hope, I had a reason to live again. Come on, that's what life with Jesus looks like. It's a fresh look at everything. It's amazing how it's like in a moment, even though nothing changes, Everything can change in a moment with Jesus. And I just really have a feeling that this evening, it's that moment for some people tonight, that tonight you're going to see something afresh. It's going to be like there's a veil lifted from your eyes where you can see afresh either what God is doing or what He's done or what He wants to do. So get excited. God wants to do something in your life tonight, right? Do you believe that? Some of us do. It's good. It's good. Everyone else just believes it deep inside see things different. I love what it says in Romans 12 too. It says, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and uh, and perfect in his eyes. I love that this is talking about this kind of transformation that God wants to bring to the way that we see, where we go from being transformed on the inside, where all of the sudden I can see God at work, I can see what God's doing, I can see that my life has purpose. It actually changes the way I see everything from the inside out. And I do love, I love that in the, in the story of the blind man, it, didn't, it wasn't an instant thing. It didn't happen straight away. And I think that's just a good thing for us to keep in mind that, that often what God does is He actually takes us through a process of transformation. That's not always this instant one and done kind of thing, but God's actually interested in going on the journey of transformation with you. That God wants to go on the journey of you receiving sight, receiving vision again. It's not, okay, go go and be on your way. He's actually invested in the journey. So what I want to look at this evening uh, is, I guess, a few areas that we can be a little bit blind in that, that Jesus actually wants to help us see afresh in. Are you ready? I guess what he wants us to do is, I, I think these are areas, maybe we should take another look, and I think that we'll see something as we look again. So the first area is your world. 
taking a fresh look, taking another look at your world. Who knows, looking at our world, sometimes it can seem a little bit dark. Sometimes it can seem a little bit hopeless. Sometimes it can be a little bit hard to see, is God doing anything? Again, like the way that God works, we can't see Him. We can't see Him just, you know, working in our co-workers and our, our work relationships and being like, I've got this, guys. It's getting better. You know, it's, it, we can't see God at work. But, but So sometimes it can actually seem a little bit dark. We can feel a little bit blind. Like, you know, have you ever asked, where, where am I going in life? What, what's, what's next for me? Uh, where's this kind of, maybe I'm just living day to day. Maybe I'm just living weekend to weekend. And we, we can feel a little bit like I can't seem to see past what's in front of me. And sometimes challenges come our way that can seem all consuming, whether it's health, whether it's, again, in finance, maybe it's some kind of relational issue. And it's like all of the sudden, we go from kind of being able to see life abroad and full of opportunity to now all we can see is this one thing. And it's almost like the, the spiritual blinders come on our life and we can't see past this thing that's immediately in front of us. But I really believe that Jesus wants to empower you to take another look, that God wants to actually give you a fresh perspective on the world that's around you. And I think we see this so clearly in Romans 8, 28. And I guess talking about how God sees things. It says, we know that in everything, everyone say everything. No, it doesn't say in the good things. It says in everything, which means the good, the bad, the ugly. In everything, God works for the good of those who love Him. These are the people God chose because it was His plan. We know that in everything, God works for good. This is how God sees the challenges in our life. He sees them as an opportunity to do good. If you're facing a challenge, God sees it as the ingredients for a miracle. He says, you know what you've actually got there? You've got yourself in a sticky spot, but it's, it just ha so happens that I can do good things with sticky spots, that I can actually bring transformation where there's pain. And all of the sudden, if we can allow God to take the blinders off our life, if we can get our eyes off distraction and just put our eyes on Him, all of the sudden, obstacles become opportunities. Barriers become opportunities for breakthrough. All of a sudden, my pain actually has purpose. Actually, God is working even in my pain. Maybe He didn't cause me the pain, but He's using the pain for me to grow, for me to be refined, for me to like step forward into all that He has for me. All of a sudden, my pain has purpose. All of a sudden, I feel so lost, but now I feel found. I feel like I have a place that I belong. I feel like I'm loved just the way that I am. That's the power of God when He enables, enables you to get a fresh perspective. I love in Mark 11, 22, uh, it talks about Jesus answering this question. He says, have faith in God. The truth is, you can say to this mountain, go mountain, fall into the sea. And if you have no doubts in your mind and believe that it will happen, then God will do it for you. I love this picture of this is what it means to see life the way God does. Is, is there a mountain? Is there a challenge? Is there an obstacle? My God's bigger than that. My God can get me through that. My God can bring me breakthrough. My God is for me. My God is helping me move forward into my life. Come on. It's a fresh way of seeing. It's like we go from being blind to seeing. Well, this mountain's blocking out my view, but actually I've got faith bigger than that and I can see through it and over it. 
I can see over my challenge. I can see through my challenge. And I know that God is going to lead me through it also. Aren't you glad for a God who cares about the way we see things? Take another look. So maybe it's time to take another look at your life, at your world. Maybe it's time to take another look at people. You know, people are... I love people. I'm, I'm quite extroverted. Um, we did a, t- a personality test at Heart and Soul this week, and I'm becoming less extroverted, um, which I don't know if that's a thing about aging or something. I don't know if you, you just kind of like a little bit of quiet a little bit more than you used to. Um, but uh, I, I love people. But who knows? People can be challenging, right? Uh, a lot of challenges come from people. And I, I, I'm just so grateful for people who, I, I'm so grateful for one, the way that God sees people. The way that God sees people is he actually sees the gold in you. He doesn't look at you and see your, your failings and your problems and what's wrong and what needs to be fixed. I think God looks at you and sees gold. He sees, man, this person is a champion. This person is going to change the world. This, cha- this person is, 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 is so important to what I want to do in the world. And I, I remember... For us personally, Talitha and I, when we, uh, if you know a bit of our story, we moved to Taiwan uh, like eight years ago, it was now. And we were there for six years. We were leading a church there. And it all happened very suddenly. It, uh, we were going to go to Japan. Plans changed. We got a phone call from the senior pastor of that church. And he said, how about Taiwan? We said, to help out. And he said, to be the pastors. And we said, oh. Uh, and, I mean, if he knew us at the time, there was plenty of reasons he could have seen in us that disqualified us from leading a church. Um, one, no experience. Uh, two, I, maybe I could preach twice a month or once a month. Sorry, once every two months, maybe preaching every month. And there's so many reasons. We were young. We were 20 years old when we got the phone call. We were 21 when we started leading this church. But instead, he saw the gold in us. He, he saw there's just something, there's something within them that God has put there. And I think it's so powerful if we can learn to see people the way that God sees people. It's like, the, again, it's like all of a sudden we go from being blind to seeing. And instead of seeing the problems of people around us, we see the gold within them. And I think if you're brave enough to pray that prayer about maybe a challenging person in your life, Jesus, would you help me to see this person the way that you see them? I think that God like breaks our heart in a really good sense and helps us to see the gold within them. I love what it says in Proverbs 11, uh, 27. It says, whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to one who searches for it. It's essentially saying you will find what you're looking for. And I think this is especially true when it comes to people. If you're looking for a reason to judge somebody, you will find a reason to judge somebody. If you're looking for a reason to be annoyed with somebody, you'll find a reason to be annoyed with somebody. That's why the co-worker at work that's annoying just gets even more annoying every day because all of a sudden we're predispositioned to look for annoyingness and then we just see it in everything that we do, they do. It's like, oh, look at the way they walk. It's so annoying. You know, Because if you look for it, you'll find it. You'll find it. It's so true, especially when it comes to people. If you look for things to not like, you'll find them. If you look for reasons not to forgive, you'll find them. And I love there's a famous saying, anyone can find dirt, 
but it takes someone special to find gold. And I think when Jesus transforms the way that you see people, all of the sudden you're looking for reasons to encourage and you'll find them. You're looking for reasons to forgive and you'll find them. You're looking for reasons to love and you'll find them because Jesus has transformed the way that I see people. I've gone from blind to seeing Again, And I want to encourage you, come on, let's be the kind of people, let's be a community of people who always champion the gold that's within people. And instead of, instead of allowing what's different about people, instead of, instead of using what's different about people to disclude them, let's look at them and see the gold within them and say, you have a place to belong here. You might be different, but you belong because Jesus loves you. He can see the gold in you, and therefore I can also. Come on, imagine the way that would change your life if you were looking for the gold in people. And, and let's be encouraged because that's the way that God sees us. He sees the gold in us. He sees the, the grace gifts that he's put in us. He sees the heart inside of us, and he loves us the way that we are. And, and that's the final thing I want to get to. I think the other thing we need to take a look at, we need to take another look at our world, see it through those eyes that Jesus has, allow Jesus to bring sight in that area. We need to look at people and allow Jesus to remove the blindness and bring sight when it comes to people. Uh, but maybe the toughest of all is we actually need to take another look at ourselves and yourself. Because sometimes that's the hardest part to take another look at. I, I love this story um, in, actually, I, I, yeah, I, I love this story in John 8, verse 10 and 11. Um, Actually, I won't go. First, I'll tell a story. I'll tell a story and then I'll tell a Bible story, okay? Um, I, 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 used to, I, I, I used to kind of feel like sometimes, I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes our biggest condemner can actually be ourselves. Hey, sometimes the biggest negative voice can actually be our own voice. Sometimes it's easy to forgive other people and it's actually easier than it is to forgive ourselves. And sometimes it's easy to know that God forgives me but it's actually hard to forgive myself. And I remember when I was in, in high school, um, we had a fight club. Now, youth kids don't recommend doing this. It didn't go well. Um, but basically, we decided, let's see who's the best at boxing. Um, and unfortunately, only one person owned a pair of boxing gloves. Uh, so we ha were having fights at lunchtime, one glove each. It really sucked if you were left-handed and you got the left-handed glove because um, you're at quite a disadvantage. And it kind of ramped up. It went from these two boys having a fight behind the lockers to there's now an organized schedule of fights coming up and um, we're going to get into it, you know. And, and then it got a bit more blown out of proportion because someone started filming it um, and they were going to upload it to YouTube. And which, you know, when the school found out, was not good. And so we, we kind of, you know, these fights are going on and, you know, it's fun, but it's kind of serious. It's kind of proving your pecking order in the year nine, ten boys. And I remember I was, I was scheduled for a fight and I'm like, here it is, my opportunity to prove myself to everybody. And I picked the smallest guy I knew and I said, I'll fight you because <laughs> I didn't think I was very good at fighting. And it got to that, it was like at little lunch, at morning tea, that's when the fight was going to be. And I got held in 
in my media class. I got kept back for something or to work on something. Oh, I'm going to miss my fight and ran over there and these other two guys were like fighting and I don't know how it took the teachers so long to cotton on, by the way. This is like two, three days of like fights at every break and, um, and I got there and they'd already started the next fight and I was like, ah, oh, missed out. And I was probably actually like, oh, like the smallest guy in my class beats me up. It's not a good look for me. Um, but it was during that fight that the teacher actually came and just walked into the circle. And she freaks out, like, what's going on here? And everyone up to the principal's office and this big deal and, and all of that. Anyway, later on, the principal was coming class by class and saying, who was involved in the fight? Who was fighting? Like, like come outside. And, you know, boys were kind of being honest. And I was like, me, even though I hadn't been involved in a fight. And, and I walked out, and I remember standing there and feeling like, man, he got me. I'm caught. Um, and it was kind of asking, like, you know, what were you doing? And, and, and it got to me, and I was like, oh, you know, I was, I was meant to be in the fight. And he, and he kind of looked at me like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Yeah, and, and all the other, everyone got into school suspension, you know, to sit under trees all lunchtime. And, and he's like, no, you're not, you're not a part of this. Get out. And, but, but I think for me, it's, it's always been almost my, my disposition to, to life has sometimes been to be my biggest accuser. You know, like, who, who are the bad ones here? Yeah, that's me. Who doesn't deserve to be a part of this? Yeah, that's me. I don't know if anyone else can relate to me on this, but just the biggest accuser. No one else is accusing you. No one said Levi was involved. It, I was the only one putting my hand up and saying I was a part of that. And I think sometimes in life, I love the story where, where Jesus has this woman and, and she's caught in the act of adultery and these crazy religious people drag her on, on the street before Jesus and say, the law says, the Bible says we should stone her with rocks because this is evil. And Jesus says, all right, well, you know, if, if whoever hasn't sinned, you can throw the first stone and everyone starts to filter away until it's just Jesus and the lady and then it says in John 8 it says then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman where are your accusers didn't even one of them condemn you and this is where for me I would be like yeah I do I condemn me I know what I've done I know what I've thought I know the things that I'm not proud of it's on me and this woman says, no, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I. Now go and sin no more. Or go and, go and live a life that's, that's whole and full and, and good. I, I love what it says in Romans 8.1, Therefore there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, when a building is condemned, it means that it's good for nothing to be, then to be torn down and you know, they stick the condemned sign up on it. And it means we just got to bulldoze this. It can't be fixed. And I think some of us, we feel a little bit like that about our lives and about ourselves. I'm not good for fixing. Like we're the one that's hanging up the sign saying condemned. Can't, God couldn't do anything with me. God couldn't, people couldn't love me. God couldn't love me. I've done things. I've said things. I've thought things. I know who I am. But Jesus says, I don't condemn you. And, and the way that he sees you is with immense love, exactly how you are. Transformational love, though, that doesn't leave you there, that leads you to wholeness and to fullness. And so I think maybe it's time tonight for a few of us to take another look at ourselves. 
and to start to see ourselves the way that God sees us. In that sense, have our blindness removed about ourselves because you've been lying to yourself. You've been believing lies about yourself that God says, that's not true. That's not who I made you to be. I love some of the, this the scriptural truths. In Psalm 139, 14, this is David. And he says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I wonder if you could look yourself in the mirror and go, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I love the thought of David just checking himself out. And he's like, yeah, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But can you do that? Can you look at yourself dead in the eyes and go, I am wonderfully made. I am f- uh, God made me in an amazing way. Uh, are you able to say that? Maybe we need to see ourselves again, see how God sees us, see ourselves as more than a conqueror, see ourselves as having a spirit of boldness, see ourselves as loved how I am, see ourselves as created on purpose, not accidental, no accidents in God's kingdom. You were made on purpose, but not just for that. I'm actually made for a purpose. I'm going to actually make a difference in my world. My life is not an accident. I'm actually here for a reason. I have a purpose to fulfill. Maybe to look at ourselves and see that I'm I'm making a difference. To look at ourselves and to see I'm not alone. I just really have a sense tonight that that even as I'm speaking these words, God's starting to, 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 to heal that blindness in a sense, to restore that sight to put it that way. And maybe even as I'm speaking, you're starting to see things that look like trees. Not, not literally, okay. <laughs> but maybe in that sense, you're starting to get a, a, maybe just a slightly clearer picture of who God sees you as. And I think that's beautiful. And I think we need to go on that journey of constantly letting God help, constantly allowing God to refine the way that we see the world, the way that we see people, in the way that we see ourselves. And just as, we, just as I finish, just a couple of questions to hopefully help you apply it. First question is, how do you see your world? What do you see when you look at your world? Do you see hopelessness? Do you see darkness? Do you see no future? Maybe it's time to take another look and say, God, would you give me a fresh sight into my life? Would you give me fresh vision into this situation that I'm facing? Second question, how do you see people? Are they challenging? I mean, it's, it's fair to see people as challenging. Some people are. Sometimes just we don't get along. But maybe it's time to look at some people and say, God, would you, would you help me to see them afresh? Maybe, if, maybe someone that's offended me. God, would you, would you help me to see them afresh? Would you help me to see them the way I do? And the last question is, how do you see yourself? Predictable but important. How do you see yourself? And is it time to take another look and to say, God, would you just show me and reveal to me how I should look at myself? Because I think for some of us, it's time to take another look. And I think God just wants to shine a serious light in your life and and show you that you're a whole heap better than you think you are. Yeah, we're not perfect, but God is working in us and God is reforming us and refining us, transforming us, turning our stories into even more beautiful stories. I love that God gets involved and He rewrites the endings of our stories often. So come on, if that's you, I I, I just encourage you. We just internalize that now. Yeah, God actually wants me to see afresh. Hey, would we stand together this evening? I'd love to just pray with us. And especially, especially.